You're listening to the LCJ Q&A podcast, and you can also read these interviews at animationscoop.com. I am Lates Camera Jackson. Thank you for listening. A great new animated feature is hitting theaters Friday, October 27th. It's Inspector Sun. And joining me, director Julio Soto Gerpede. Julio, welcome to the LCJ Q&A. Thank you, Jackson, for having me. Your lead character in this movie looks great and is so dynamic. It's a seven-legged spider, a cross between Hercule Poirot and Jacques Clouseau. What do you love about this character, Inspector Sun? Uh, well, yeah, like you said, I mean, what, what I didn't love about this character, the first time I read the, the script by Rocco Puccillo a few years ago, uh, I knew that the script had won the Samuel Goldwyn Award. It was the first time that an animated film, I mean, an animated script uh, won this award. So I knew that there was something fascinating about it. But what I loved about it was the whole universe, not only the inspector son, but the universe of, you know, the, uh, the insects that have built a, a world parallel to the humans, the, the mystery case, the murder. I mean, and it had all the elements to be original super special and very attractive. Yeah, and it's set in 1934. That's such a cool time period that you really play with. What kinds of details did you really want to focus on with setting the film in 1934? Well, I mean, there was a lot of, I wouldn't call them cliche, but but there was a lot of elements that we wanted to introduce from those film noirs, you know, from that period and later on, the smugglers, the mobsters, the the, uh, the the detectives, the apprentice, the black, the the femme fatales, you know, the black widow. Uh, so the the uh, the assassins. I mean, uh, you name it. This character has, you know, it, it occupies that little piece of of a film noir, you know, from that period. Uh, everything from the the way they're dressed to to the way they behave, their voices. So we wanted to build, you know, a film noir for kids based in the 1930s, uh, during a flight. So, you know, I mean, the, the, all the elements were amazing for me. It's a cool film. I think kids will love the film noir uh, aspects of it, get engulfed in that. When I was in college, I got exposed to some film noir movies like Maltese Falcon and Double Indemnity. And, you know, seeing Humphrey Bogart and Edward G. Robinson and what this, one of the strengths of this movie is the dialogue. It is quick, it is sharp, and and like you said, reading the script, I'm sure the dialogue must have just jumped off the page. Yes, I, I mean you mentioned the two the, the the two movies that I you know I always had in my mind when making this movie. The Maltese Falcon, for example, was for me one of the, my favorite movies from that that time. But also even movies like Naked Gun, you know, where the you know, the, the the detective is so clumsy and so stupid and he says all the wrong things. But eventually he has a talent as well and he solves the, the mystery. It, it had all these elements. And, and and the apprentice, of course, Jane, she's the super smart that helps the, the older guy, you know, I mean... It's a, yeah, that's a great dynamic too. Janie comes in and and she's a jumping spider and and she wants to, she's a big fan of Sun. She has a little bit of a crush on Sun and wants to be his assistant, apprentice, all of that. What what kind of focus did you put on making sure that dynamic of our lead character son and her was strong the entire way through? Well, I mean, you always have to play with contrasts in, in animated movies and in every movie. So, you know, on the one hand, you have the inspector son who's, I mean, he's lost his wife during a, a, a robbery. He's already about to retire from the, from, from the police uh, department. 
uh, he's been, uh, you know, he's, everybody says that he's been lucky all throughout his career, that he has no talent. So he's a bit burnt out. And on the other hand, you have Janie, who is like super energetic and, and hilarious. Everything she says is like, is like a little bit of a joke. And, 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 and she's so energetic and so full of, she wants to become the next big detective and, and do everything that Inspector Sana has already like, you know, uh, forgotten about, and and I think it's that dynamic of the of the burnt out guy and the super energetic new apprentice that that plays really well, you know, and the sense of humor, of course. Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that Sun has to learn is opening himself up to to more, opening self himself up to her assistance, but just more in general. And that's, I think, a, a cool theme and, and an effective theme, I think, for kids to open themselves up to more people, more friends in their lives. So you do a great job with that. Yeah, I mean, uh, there is a recurring theme in the in the movie where Inspector Sang has always been by himself. He's always alone, you know, detective plays alone always. And throughout the movie, he starts opening up to Janie's comments, to Janie's reactions, to Janie's ideas. Sometimes he, he tries to steal some of these ideas and, and like make them his own. So he, he's he's a bit he's not that that clean this guy. And eventually he he learns to listen. He learns to accept that maybe you know he can learn, and that, that's important. Absolutely. Julio Soto Gurpade is with me here on the LCJ Q&A podcast. The animated film Inspector Sun is in theaters on Friday, October the 27th. There is a sequence. There's a couple sequences, but one involving uh, ants. And you create a mound of ants, the colony, filling up the room. How challenging was that? Because that is a, a striking moment for sure. That was probably the most difficult part of the movie, technically. like We, <laughs> we spent countless months just trying to figure out the, the dynamics of all the ants and, and, and the collisions between them and how they, uh, how they, I mean, you, you, in the end you're cloning them, but you have to give each one of them a certain personality or behavior. So that takes a long time and a lot of resources, a lot of people working on that. Yeah, that was, I mean, you nailed it. That was the most difficult part of the movie, definitely. Wow, you pulled it off. It is cool. <laughs> and what's really interesting from a visual perspective with Inspector Sun is you're playing with scale as well, because obviously these are tiny creatures, but there are scenes, there are scenes earlier on at a dock where near ships and boats and planes where there are humans walking around and you have all these, these animal tiny creatures. So do, what did you enjoy the most about playing with scale and trying to make that work? Well, I think it's a very unusual point of view uh, from the point of view of an insect, you know, like close to the ground and, and how, you, how, how would you see the world from that perspective? That, that's very challenging and, and very uh, interesting point of view for a director to, to you know, to, to tackle. And, uh, but it's also very complicated technically because the, the moment you build a tiny creature that has plenty of details so that when, when you see it close to the camera, you can see all the hairs and all the, right. uh, and at the same time you have a massive character in the background, then the computer starts like going crazy and, you know, uh, so it, it was challenging, uh, but I, I enjoyed it very much. Like you said, you know, I, I enjoy doing unusual things and that, I think this is a very, it's like uh, it's, for us, is is a is a is a cake, you know, to do 
to be able to to build this very original world and and this point of view, the the, the period of the film. I mean, everything is just very unique. Yeah, I I agree with that. I agree with that completely. And I know you also directed a 2017 animated movie called Deep. What um what did you learn on that experience that you applied to Inspector Sun? Well, with each movie, uh, you learn new things. I, I guess the the biggest lesson you learn is how to to be economical about things because we don't have the big budgets that you know like Pixar, Disney, or or DreamWorks have. So we have to be smart about the things we do. So we tried to in this the first movie. I mean the the previous movie that I made. It took place in the deepest part of the ocean, so it was it was massive. You know, the sets were massive. Everything was huge. There was millions of fish and things. And so we uh, for this new movie, we we con con contained everything in within the seaplane, right? A plane. So so just constraining everything to just one big set became a lot more manageable and, and easier to deal with. Yeah. Okay. And then you can use the resources more intelligently. You know, you have right. you have the same resources, but you use them in uh, in a smaller scale. So that that becomes richer and and easier to deal with. And I like that the movie is set primarily this movie, Inspector Sun, in one in one location. And I think you still get so much energy out of that. And and a lot of animated movies these days, we go to many many locations. You've got so much energy in one, which I think kids will really love. Having a studio like Viva Kids behind this that is committed to putting animated movies in theaters on the big screen, already big successes with a few others this year. What does that mean to you? Well, it means it means the world right now because everybody's so used to just sitting in their living room watching movies on platforms. And we, we're sort of abandoning the, the experience of joining you know other strangers uh, in, a, in a big room with uh, with lights uh, when the lights go off and and then we we share a two-hour experience of you know of, of somebody telling us a story which i think is there is something very primordial about it which we are losing by just watching movies on the platforms this is not a critique about flat platforms this is just a critique about losing the experience of going to the movies which i i since I was a child, I mean, since, since I was a child, I found it very, uh, it was, it was very enriching and, and it, it, it made me in a way the person that I am just having these experiences in the movies. Yeah, the theatrical experience is unlike anything else. And it's amazing that if we had this conversation this time four years ago, we wouldn't have been talking about it in this way of people watching everything at home. It's just, it's, it's fascinating where things are, but I hope families go see this on the big screen in theaters. I know this movie has been a long time coming. How are you going to celebrate uh, the big day, October 27th release day? <laughs> That's a good question. I haven't thought about it, but I, I guess I will celebrate when I see the numbers of the people going to the movies and, and if they are, yeah, if they are good, uh, which I mean, you, you can't really say that much these days because, you know, a lot of movies don't do that well in the cinemas. But I, I think that this is a family movie. It's, uh, it's animation, which everybody loves animation. Uh, so I, I am, you know, fingers crossed. I think we're going to have good numbers and good reasons to celebrate for sure.
Yeah, I think so. I think families will really enjoy this. Inspector Sun in theaters Friday, October 27th. Julio Soto Gerpade, congratulations on this. Already an award-winning movie with the screenplay. And now I, I can't wait for everybody to check this out. Thank you so much for being here today on the LCJ Q&A. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm Lights Camera Jackson. For all of these episodes, go to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and lights-camera-jackson.com, as well as reading these interviews at animationscoop.com. Thank you for listening to the LCJ Q&A.